0: podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community i'm olivia taylor and i'm lucy sassel hi lucy hello olivia <laughs> done it again she's done it again but you know what it's now a tradition i think people have come to expect it yeah people might be concerned if you did anything different that's
1: true imagine if i was just like yeah hi, yeah. yeah people might be like oh something's up something's yeah it's
0: rocked her boat something has gone terribly wrong
1: yeah but here I was again, hello Olivia, yeah. which means all is right in the world. The old faithful. <laughs> old
0: faithful, back again. Um, yeah, how are you? I'm actually very, very well. Are you? I That's am. good, good to hear. Yeah, um, brilliant weekend at London Pride yes. last weekend. That's gorgeous. So um, really, really enjoyed that. I always inevitably cry at the parade, do you?
1: Oh, did you cry at the parade? Well, I missed the parade, unfortunately, at London Pride this uh this year but um i feel like yes when i watch parade i will have a lot of maybe welling ups and emotions but um i can't say that i remember ever actually actively crying at a parade
0: oh yeah i cried like when um so they had uh they had the eu marching
1: bloody hell oh that's a long parade yes <laughs> <laughs> all those countries that's why it took you so long that's why you were knackered by the time i got to you you were having a nap honestly the london the
0: london pride parade is so long i can imagine it would be yeah. it's like six and a half hours or something that's too long I know and a friend of ours was in the parade and I was texting her being like look I've got this really because I managed to get a really amazing vantage point I was on the barrier like the front the front row it's nice and um I was like look you've got to tell me like when are you she's like we're just getting lined up to leave to start the march and I've been stood there watching like five hours a bit so I was like I can't you know staring down the barrel of 30 as you all know (laughs) These legs are not made... Get
1: tattooed on you, Liv.
0: Yeah, these legs are not made for standing (laughs) more than five hours. No, Lord no. They need to be sat down doing something sensible. And also, we wanted to watch the third place playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did. And and you were exhausted by the end of all that. Like I said, I got there. You were absolutely out cold.
0: I was more exhausted by the third place playoffs than I was by the Mm -hmm. Pride Play, but that's a different story.
1: Fair enough. Um... Yes, well, so apart from that, we went to Aphrodite, didn't we, in the evening. Went on a lovely night out with our mates.
0: Yeah, gave away a lot more stickers as well. So we if you were there, hope you enjoyed our stickers. Yes,
1: made friends from some gorgeous lesbians from Boston. Yes,
0: we did. Yeah, and we're very excited about it.
1: The only reason, the main reason we got talking to them was because we went to a stand by the air because it was so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were taking some lovely photos and we were like, oh my God, you look stunning. And then they just started talking to us. Turns out they were from Boston on like a whim of a trip and we were like oh my god well um we do this podcast or whatever and then they loved it they were loving it they they said they were gonna listen to it and give it to all their friends in boston
0: and also they said if we ever go we've got friends in boston for life
1: gorgeous
0: and big we're off big shout out to afrodikey because yeah there are always such gorgeous friendly huns that go
1: it's it's Oh yeah, it's always like such a lovely, safe space. Loads of like, just everyone's having a really nice time, and it's just loads of
0: fun. Yeah, and it's like really not seen at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, it seems to. be It's like really um, inclusive and welcoming, and you feel like you can just get talking to people, and they're absolutely. not going to be like ew.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what I love, which might it's probably not a diary, but is the actual venue. Water on the bar oh, in yeah. jugs. Very important in this the year of our Lord 2019.
0: Also. Lesbian nights. The toilets are immaculate. Oh,
1: never was a more stunning toilet. Yeah.
0: scene. And I was wearing a jumpsuit, and you do know you the difficulty with the jumpsuits that you have to de-robe completely. Yes. And in any other situation, I'll be loath to do that on a night <laughs> out, but you just can't avoid it when you you're a, when you're out boozing. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I felt I felt very safe and supported yeah. in doing that at Aphrodite That is great, and that's what you want from a night out. Yes, it is. What else have you been getting up to this week, Lucy? Uh,
1: So I went down early uh, to the London area to see my sister who lives about an hour outside of London and I saw my gorgeous nephew and uh, it was the best time ever because he's such a delight. He's just such a nice baby. Yeah, but you're saying that your legs hurt from lifting him now because he's a little chunkington. He's an absolute chunkington. Yeah. And like... My sister was saying like, yeah, your body will hurt, but my knees really hurt, which is a bit weird. I was like, Do you, did your knees hurt when it started to be a problem? She was like, um, no. And I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> my knees really hurt. You're staring down that barrel. Uh, <laughs> the barrel comes for us all. It does. <laughs> I feel like um, whenever you say that, I think of one of those barrels going over the Niagara falls
0: Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That's that's my barrel of 30. Actually, speaking of, um, my mum just texted me today saying that we have confirmed our hotel stay at <gasps> Niagara-on-the-Lake.
1: Yes, amazing. Yes, You can have such a like stunning holiday. So many
0: great pics I can see coming. I know, so many pics. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. But anyway, continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I went down there on Friday, a really long, hot drive, um, and... Uh, went to a gorgeous seafood restaurant that mm. evening down on the coast in Shoreham and had, like, this amazing seafood plow with all the good seafoods. And I was like, oh, my, this is so good. And it was amazing, and that was lovely. And I got to sit next to my nephew, and he liked it as well. So that was nice. <laughs> we had a great time. Does he eat actual food? Oh, yeah, he does yeah, eat actual Yeah, he eats actual, actual food. food. Yeah. yeah, like, a whole, like, t- like kid's portion of, like, fish and chips because he's Aww. an absolute beast um yeah and then just came into London on the Saturday and then obviously we went to Afrodaki uh and then I left Sunday to go back and hang out with my sister a bit more and then I drove home I don't know how I really did it because I was absolutely knackered but I managed it and yeah just just uh just a very nice relaxed weekend I will say and this is this is a bit of shade throwing but like it's something that made me very very happy to be coming back to Manchester and be living here Mm. I cannot get on board with the faff of getting to and from nights in London
0: yeah I don't agree with I that. don't agree
1: at the end of a night what you want or what I want is you know when you're done with the night you're just done with it and yeah. you just want to go home yeah and in Manchester that takes max 15 minutes because max, max that, and that is max because you're yeah. waiting for a cab or something it's more about maybe 7 yeah and then you're in for bed for me it's
0: usually 3
1: yeah exactly for me it's about five, six, seven. yeah and then I'm in bed ready goodbye (laughs) (laughs) goodbye to that evening slam the door on it but in london you gotta like get out you gotta try and figure out what your best transport option is you gotta wait a thousand years for your uber then you gotta get in it for a thousand years and then before you know it it's like 5 a.m before you're even in bed
0: that's so funny that you should say that because it drives me mad actually that particular night out that we went on on saturday yeah. was by far the easiest transportation experience i've had in ages on nights out in london
1: yeah i know because well, the I last know. i know that that was like a good one yeah
0: the last couple of times we've got we've gotten like night buses yeah, and stuff the last
1: time we had to walk get a night bus then get an uber
0: yeah insane to wild. me. wild and we got home at like 7 a.m yeah. like cool
1: yeah, and, like, I get, like, and, like, the girls were staying with us. It's, like, dead normal to them or whatever. I was, like, I couldn't do that every time I just wanted to go out. No. And it made me so, so, hashtag blessed to live in this oh, gorgeous city of Manchester.
0: Yeah, because it'd be, like, for us, it'd be, like, going on a night out in Manchester and being, like, well, back to Birmingham. Like, yeah. that's sort of the... <laughs>
1: yeah, my, um, Adam, my, my uh, sister's boyfriend, housemate and friend, said, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, that would be, like, if you wanted to, like, go out um, in, like, the village, and then, but then you needed to get back to, like, Blackburn. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when, if there was no, like, it's, like, that, that wider space, it's mad, it is mad, like, how far you have to traverse, and London has the best transport in, like, our country, and yet it's still really fucking difficult and long. It's just long. Have
0: you ever been on the 24-hour tube yet, the Victoria? No, line? I haven't. No, have I you?
1: Haven't. No. no. Well, I wouldn't really have cause to, so... Well, obviously not, because I keep complaining about the <laughs> transport in the evening in
0: London. Yeah, you so don't You don't agree with it.
1: I do not agree with it, but um, that isn't my I don't agree with it. But no. It's
0: A, I don't agree with it. They're always commuter-based, as we know.
1: <laughs> they are.
0: Um, yes. What else have you been doing for the week, this week? Well as we mentioned last week, the Manchester International Festival is ongoing. Yep. We've got a couple of bits to look forward to tomorrow that we're going to. But last week, we went to see Janelle Monet. We did, didn't we? Oh, my days. <gasps> it was brilliant. It was so good. And you know how I was saying to you last week, how I really struggle with being present at gigs. Yes. Um, And even if it if I know I'm really enjoying it or I know that they're doing a good job sometimes I find it really hard to kind of engage with it because I'm thinking too much about the fact that I like should be engaging with it Yeah. I don't know it's just like this weird thing that I've got but I didn't really have that with this which was really nice oh, and I God, wasn't really yeah. like conscious of time passing at no. all and also because we have this beautiful weather and it was an outdoor gig it was yeah. just like this beautiful night it was really nice it was like perfect temperature and also I find at Castlefield Bold it's a, it's a really good venue because they never oversubscribe it no so it feels Always a bit of space busy and like there's a good atmosphere but you can actually move and yeah. it doesn't feel like anxiety inducing no. It is but also because I great. think they have like sort of amphitheater seats behind as well. That also gets rid of a lot of people. Definitely,
1: yeah, definitely. Because they no, sit there. It's great.
0: She was so good, wasn't she? She and was
1: amazing. I was
0: worried that she might not have worn the. I was worried that she might not have worn the vulva trousers. She wore them, so that was fine. We needn't have worried. No, they were there in all their glory. They absolutely were, and we she, went wild
1: for that. We went wild when she played yoga. <sighs> I can't believe how wild we went.
0: I know, because I wasn't expecting it. Because we weren't yoga. actually
1: expecting it, but no. we, but
0: it came and if, we couldn't believe it. If you haven't listened to yoga, listen to it right now. Yeah,
1: I would even say pause this. Yeah,
0: pause this for four minutes because and then come back. you're not going to regret it. No, you're not. <gasps> what a tune. So that, we went wild for that. And then she did this thing towards the end. Yes. Which was completely, in the encore. Yeah, in the encore, which was completely wild where she managed to get a whole outdoor <laughs> massive crowd of people who are probably well lubricated with the drinks yes. by this point and, and had been heat, heat stroked yeah and had been there for hours she managed without saying a word this is like some witchcraft mm. to get us to all crouch down on the floor in silence I know she is a modern-day gorgeous
1: witch, though. So. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird, because she was, like, doing this thing of, like, just, you know, motioning with her hands, like, sort of down, kind of, you know, like, t- down kind of symbolising. But it wasn't, it wasn't obvious whether she meant be quiet or get down on the floor. Now, what everyone did was a bit of both, but also in getting down the floor were very noisy. And therefore, I think she mainly wanted everyone to be quiet. But we all ended up on the floor, which was very difficult yeah. to maintain for a long time because no one wanted to actually sit on the floor. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a deep crouch. And actually, maybe that's why my knees hurt. Maybe.
0: <laughs> and I was wearing some like, nice like, wide leg like, collots and I did not want to be yeah, on yeah. the dusty ground.
1: You <laughs> are like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, I felt really personally victimised. <laughs> But then it was actually really good because she it came, she came into the crowd and just like silently walked among it us. Was amazing.
1: She, she walks among us. She did. Yeah. And then she did. And then it just like went like from one second, like, oh, really quiet. And everyone being like, oh my God, she's in the crowd. And then she just like, bam. And then it was like all this energy and this really like jazzy tune. And it was great. And then everyone was like, wow. And then it was over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. It
1: was really good. It was a one of like it was one of the like funnest gigs I've been to for a while. Like it wasn't like you said, there wasn't a moment where you weren't like, Yeah, this is loads of fun and having like a great time and you were just in it and present
0: during the whole thing and it was great. It was. Highly recommend. So Lucy. Yes, Olivia. This would normally be the bit of the podcast where we ask one another mm. what we're living for and longing for. Yes. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of our thing.
1: Oh, okay. I was just thinking that was something we were like trying out, but Okay, yeah, that's our thing. Fine.
0: I feel like it's our USP. Oh, right. Okay, great. I'm glad we have one. Okay, yeah, me too. Me too. But this week, Mm. things are a little bit different. They are, aren't they? I know that I gave this little Easter egg last week (laughs) that we had some news to share with the podcast. And by this point, it should be on our social media. Yeah. There should be some rumblings around. People will have a bit of an idea what is going on. But... We aren't doing our traditional living for and longing for separately this week because this is too much of a big deal that we have in fact combined both mine and Lucy's livings and longings into one big extravaganza subject that we want to talk about this week, Lucy, because we've got some big news. Absolutely, we have, haven't we? Do you want to do the honours? We're pregnant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are. We are pregnant with our very first... Sweet baby, live show. We're doing a live show! (laughs) It is coming soon
0: to a place near you. Can you actually believe that we, Queer Longing, are doing a live show? No, I
1: can't. In this, the, what, seventh month of our conception? I know. It's
0: stunning and... So exciting! We are so 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 excited to be doing this. So we're bringing you Queer Longing live on August the first. It's going to be six thirty for seven o'clock. It's going to be at B Works on Market Street in Manchester, and we're doing a collaboration with them in celebration of the Manchester Pride weekend and in celebration of Pride Month in Manchester. Yeah, we couldn't be more excited. We could not. We are not. We are. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll be bringing you lots more information about that as it comes in the next couple of weeks. But just to let you know, it's going to be all the usual things that hopefully you enjoy from the podcast, but also a couple of extra tidbits and some special guests.
1: Special guests, some extra bits, some audience participation per chance maybe if you're up for it and yeah just get the date in your diaries and get excited because we are excited and we are living and logging for it.
0: Yeah we'll be sharing the Eventbrite page which hopefully will already be up and running at the time that this podcast goes out but as we mentioned this is our very very first live show that we have ever done so if you want to help us make our podcast history then please 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 join us we absolutely would love and would need your support to make this happen
1: <laughs> and we'll be so excited to see any of you there
0: like, exactly it will be, we haven't it will make our lives yes <laughs> i thought you were gonna say it would make our lives something but you no. it would make, it would make, it would our, make lives. our lives yeah it would um <laughs> and also like we haven't met a lot of you before so this would be a really good opportunity to actually um meet you talk to you look at you in the eyes, yeah. and just really enjoy being together. Yeah, be
1: gorgeous huns together.
0: Gorgeous huns together. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what else we can say about it, because I'm just literally in shock. We have actually just come straight from the event space yeah. that we are doing the podcast Top at. secret business meeting. And it looks divine, it's doesn't it? It's a lovely, gorgeous, light, bright, airy fairy place (laughs) and it literally has that new car smell oh it does it smells amazing it smells amazing it looks amazing if you're into your aesthetics you're going to be in a great place when you come you are so because you'll be looking at us you will be looking at us (laughs) so get there really early and also there's going to be um there's going to be a little bar so you can have a little drink if you would like to have one and it's just going to be a great opportunity for um, us and people in our community to all get together and celebrate everything that's upcoming on the pride weekend yeah, and
1: be absolutely loud and proud and have chats together about all the things that we are proud about
0: yeah exactly and I feel as well that um you know the pride month has started in June and that's been like a huge celebration but I think for us in Manchester is where all the pride stuff usually kicks off is around August so it's a really yeah. nice opportunity to kind of extend that um real feeling of love and support that we've um, all been showing to each other through this time so yes yeah, please 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 register your interest get your tickets and dm us to let us know that you're coming and spread the word that is queer longing live so lucy other than consuming your own sick because you're literally so excited by queer longing live (laughs) what else have you been consuming this week so yes excuse me while i swallow my own bile (laughs)
1: Um this week I have not been consuming that much um telly. I have finished Tales of the City now. Oh have you? Yes, what did you think? It was a lovely lovely time by the end wasn't it? It was yeah. very um sweet. I do think that it is incredibly incredibly twee, but that that is fine. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um it was just it was nice. It was it was comfortable.
0: The one bit that I well, I didn't I don't like the twins as you know. I hate them. I
1: hate do. the Instagram they, twins. They, they that ruined a lot of it for me. I was like, this is... For me, it just made me think, like, what, what is the sentiment behind, like, the people who have written these in thinking, like, this is a good idea? Because that is not a good idea to me.
0: No, it's not a good idea to me either. Yeah. I didn't... That was the one bit I didn't like. The second thing that I didn't like, bearing in mind I liked all the rest of it, yeah, um, was the whole story with um, Zosia Mamet's character, you know, the, like, evil yeah. one. I was just like... Come on.
1: Yeah, it was a bit like far fetched, yeah. in a sense, which was fine though because uh, you know some other elements of it are slightly like we
0: say fairy tale like and therefore kind of fine. When like she sort of like gets found out at the oh end, my god, it reminded me of you know like in in Scooby Doo where like the villain gets found out. and She's like, I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you pesky kids. And she was <laughs> like, pesky like pesky quiz. Yeah, she's like you, you meddling quiz. Yeah, you meddling quiz. <laughs> I thought it was literally like, yeah, you pesky meddling quiz. <laughs> it
1: was. It literally was like that. It was very melodramatic and odd but um yeah no i enjoyed it so i finished that um i i
0: did think ellen page acted really well in it
1: yeah she's brilliant she was really good in it yeah and um, there's some some really good performances from her from olympia dukakis yeah and i think and... she almost
0: acted above the her goodness, the goodness of the script <laughs> yes yes the future is bright for ellen oh yeah and speaking of that have you heard about her new film my days of mercy or whatever it's called yes yeah
1: i have i've watched a trailer for that
0: yes it looks good you can watch it um on google play and yes. on page youtube i think it's like two pound sixty or something That's not bad. so we, we should spring we for should that. do
1: that we should have a little viewing mm. a little um
0: quilonging film night yes we should absolutely especially because we've been talking about doing cheaper things yes please <laughs> yeah if any of you have like you know some cheap free gorgeous Manchester-based or just in-your-own-home ideas, keep it clean. We would like to know because we are being too naughty at the moment and spending all of our money, so we need to rein it in. My dollar
1: bills are going God knows where. Yeah, Yeah, we need to rein it in and, yeah, just invite us into your homes But (laughs) Olivia's just asked.
0: But I think think one of those things would be to... Make sure that we are up to date on all of our queer film yeah. viewing. We actually posted an article on that subject this week. So hopefully you saw that. Yes. But I think ten of the best yes, that. um queer films and that had quite a good list, but I have seen most of those. Yeah. But yeah, um also send in your suggestions if you feel yes, like it's an, one that we might not have seen. Yeah, or
1: one you'd like to hear us talk about. We're always happy to rewatch something and then have a little chat about it. Because there's so many things that we've definitely seen mm. that we should do like rewatches of.
0: Yeah, we definitely should. And then have chats about. Ooh, like um, oh, Oh my god, my favorite, below her mouth.
1: <laughs> yes, A below her mouth, B Debs,
0: Debs, and then also <laughs> what's that one where um oh, where like she's in the Audi and she falls in love with a teacher? Loving Annabelle, loving Annabelle, <laughs> classic, a
1: Netflix classic. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, she's in her Audi, she's done something wrong.
0: Yeah, last time we were watching that, we were at your old, old, old house. And I was eating a chicken chow mein and we were watching it and I had a great time.
1: God, we love to watch things and eat a chicken chow mein. Yeah, we do. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, So apart from uh, those bits of telly, um, I haven't really watched much, but um, I have, are you ready? Drum roll. Finished a book.
0: Whoa. Whoa! Haven't said that for a fucking while, have we? No, I know. Do you remember <laughs> at the beginning when we had like so many dreams oh and we'd watch like we read two books a week? Yes,
1: and everyone was like, "Oh my god, you're so amazing! You all read so much, and your suggestions are great." And we were like, "Oh yeah, great," but then we didn't fucking keep up with it, Because I, I told you, comes and comes in ebbs and flows. Does book reading? Yes, which is why I said to you at the beginning, of "The year get on it while you're while you while you're while you're going strong." Mm. Um, so I was a bit. I got into another slump of being frustrated. Well, I got into a slump of not reading, and then I got annoyed at myself about reading. Sophomore
0: rhythm. slump, but this is your comeback of the year.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. This is my comeback of the year.
0: Thank you. So what
1: I did to kickstart my comeback is, I basically was like
0: dipping and diving into a couple books at home. Dipping and diving? <laughs> I just imagine you like swimming through books, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's what I do with my books at home, Just dip and dive. Wading. <laughs> thigh deep in books <laughs> um and I got um annoyed that I hadn't read anything I couldn't get into anything and I was like do you know what I'm gonna bloody do I'm gonna buy myself some new books that out. I actually wanna read and I treated myself to I think six new books whoa all of which I got none of none of them cost me more than five pound each individually because I've got them second hand and that's the way you should buy books can so. I have them <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a tiny Tim sort of please sir no that's not tiny Tim a sort of Oliver Twist can I have some more yeah. of my books yeah which I've just bought
0: after you've read them
1: you can borrow them yeah. in the QLL yeah borrow um, them and they're not becoming third hand books anytime soon <laughs> But yeah, so I bought a few books, all of which I'm going to be reading over the next few weeks, and I'll be telling you about all of them. Any of them queer? Yes. So Brilliant. my aim was to get at least most of them be queer. So, yeah. um, I, but the one, the first one I've read, um, back to back, read it just this weekend. It was very, it's very quite short, which is what I like from a book, and it was a really good read, is Crudo by Olivia Lang. Okay. So um, Olivia Lang is a writer who um, mainly wrote nonfiction until she wrote this first novel of hers which came out last summer mm. um went to see her like talk about it and stuff which is really good um, but I never actually bought it because I just like didn't have any money at the time and then like got to this point now i was like um I want to read it so I bought it, it cost me like two pound amazing and it is a great book so it's basically she wrote it in seven weeks which is impressive mm. it's set like over this like short space of time in the summer of 2017 and basically tells the story of a woman who is like based loosely on Kathy Acker, oh. who, yeah, who Olivia Lang is obsessed with, and I literally
0: wrote like my whole dissertation on and Kathy Acker. Right. Well,
1: you will love this book. Okay. Like, well, well, I, th- I think you will. It's a, it's a bit stylized like an Ali Smith, which I'm not sure you will like. But yeah, I don't like that bit. I think you will like it, I, and I think everyone should read it. It's a great book. So it's based on this like one summer on this uh, about this woman called Kathy, loosely based Kathy Acker, who is getting married, um, and is, like, it's like it tells like the story between like Italy and the uk where she lives with her going to be husband um and it's just this amazing like depiction of that summer in time um and it tells like this great personalized story of like what she's going through Trying to figure out if she's like ready to actually get married and stuff like that, and having loads of personal crises, and also like it is littered, like absolutely littered with references to all the things that were going on in the world, two thousand seventeen. So all like the Trump stuff and like yeah everything like that, and like all the na- national international crisis, and it's it's literally like it will be like a paragraph just being like I did this thing, I went to the hairdresser whatever, and then literally like, and then I read about this and read about this and read about this, and it's just like a really great depiction of how much like how our lives are now that we are like infiltr, like completely infiltrated with knowledge all the time and that we learn so much constantly and we are like reading this on twitter reading this article watching this doing this and like how we just know so much but we
0: also know so little Actually on that point Mm -hmm. um, I was reading that the newest edition of the New Yorker magazine just came out this week and it is a magazine that is all centred around a central theme Mm -hmm. as it is every time and this time it's no Trump. So there is absolutely no mention of Trump anywhere in the New Yorker. Anywhere, so there's all these other fantastic and interesting stories, but nowhere are they mentioning Trump because everyone's like everyone's suffering from Trump burnout, and it's not to say Absolutely. that we shouldn't be reporting on this because obviously, but yeah, yeah. But um, for this issue, no, interesting.
1: no Trump. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that. That's yeah. very interesting. And also,
0: um, my friend whose house we went to stay at at the weekend mm. has also um, started to subscribe. I don't know whether you've heard of this, but it's a magazine subscription called Positive News.
1: Oh, I think I have heard of that. Yeah. It's all nice bits.
0: Yeah, it's all nice bits from what's going on in the world and, like, really interesting stories and, like, positive um, tales. And, yeah, it's really good because I think that you can just get so... Well, she was saying the reason that she got it was because not that she wanted to ignore what else was going on in the world, but that she felt like she wanted to have somewhere to go and get news that, like, had an optimistic outlook and she feels like for her for sort of mental health reasons it massively impacts how she moves through the world yeah because if she consumes only negative yeah it's like a really unbalanced um way of um consuming what's going on in the world and that Definitely. affects your interactions with other people and she was saying you know if you um get on the tube thinking everyone's going to be annoying and push you then you're going to be in a mood and not nice with people on yeah. the tube whereas if you think you're going to have good exchanges and experiences with people in those circumstances then you sort of put your best foot forward through yeah, life yeah. and how that can have this whole butterfly effect and um i thought it was um yeah really interesting you know not to ignore what else is happening but um to also appreciate and be consuming other yeah like find
1: some balance yeah yeah that's nice um yeah and actually like crudo to me what i took from it like the message is basically about learning to settle in a world that seems so chaotic that's hard and yeah and but it's it's a great book i will lend it to you so i think you should try it yeah um and it's so fun and i also i really like the idea that like I read through it, and I was immediately, like, thrown back to, like, 2017, summer of 2017. I was like, oh, God. I was like, this will be great to read in, like, 10, 20 years' time. I'd be like, oh, my God, remember all those things? Yeah, like,
0: when it's more of a historical document. Yeah, exactly. And
1: I was like, oh, I wonder if there are other, like, books like that, which are, like, from before, which there probably are, but this really does it very well. And actually, really interestingly, I um, had an idea last summer, after, like, the really hot summer, all the, like... Mad shit going on, like and like the World Cup and everything. I wanted to write a book up that was. I was like, I want to write a story that encapsulates this mood right now. Yeah. And then I've like, <laughs> I've read this and I was like, oh, that's literally the same <laughs> thing, but a <I> year before. <laughs> but I was like, it's really interesting. Also,
0: isn't um summer and queerness such a trope oh definitely yeah like yeah. you've got your my summer of love you've got you call <laughs> me by your name you've got your crudos yeah you you've got, got you've got all sorts and also, also if I read crudo I feel like I'd be really hungry because it reminds me of prosciutto crudo
1: oh well yeah um it yeah it would I, actually the cover of the book I got to pay back the cover it's made on. out
0: of ham <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's really hard to hold it's gross and <laughs> bad, but you know you, you just get on with just it just
0: nibble on the corner of it <laughs>
1: But the cover of the hardback when the original hardback is like all these like, um, like crab shells and like shells from the sea with like some flies on it. And I love it. And I got her to sign this big poster of it, which I need to get framed. Cool. Which is really cool, but makes me every time I see it want to like eat some crab.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah, it's difficult.
1: Crudo, a difficult book because you might be hungry, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I absolutely recommend it a million percent. And, um, Whilst, you know, not particularly queer in itself, it's like, you know, Olivia Lang is a queer writer. Kathy Lang, not Kathy
0: Lang, Kathy Kathy Acker is incredibly incredibly queer. queer. There's
1: some definite like uh, nods to um, sort of uh, feelings of um, discussions around gender and stuff like that. So it definitely has some queerness to it. And I 100% recommend, please pick it up at your local library. Brilliant.
0: (laughs) Um, What have you been consuming well, I too have finally finished a flipping book. Shit, book claxon.
1: <laughs> Tell mm. me all about it.
0: So I just finished a book that I have been wanting to finish for a really long time. And I finally did it. I feel like <laughs> life just got in the way. But as you know, I love a memoir. You do. Sucker for a memoir. And <laughs> um, And the thing is, this is where a lot of my key things that I'm a sucker for have intersected right okay so genre memoir absolute sucker for it yeah a memoir yes yes. b queer literature me absolute sucker for it great yes of course c scientology (laughs) shit anything that enters around and centers around absolute scientology sucker for a cult sucker (laughs) for a kiss oh okay this is what the book title is yeah and you can tell me that this is the book for me so it's called A Queer and Pleasant Danger by Kate Bornstein and it's called A Queer and Pleasant Danger, the true story of a nice Jewish boy who joins the church of Scientology and leaves 12 years later to become the lovely lady she is today. Oh
1: my lord, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. And
1: very you. It's I'm so- very me as well actually. I need this book. <laughs> yeah, well you can
0: get it on BorrowBox. Ah, okay, yeah, cool. So I read it on there and yeah, it's a real rip-roar of a story. I mean, mm. this person has had an amazing and interesting life. Sounds it. It's like it's literally like five lives in one. Okay. It's kind of wild. Okay. Everything that um everything that she's been through. And there's a quote from it that I shared on my social media, but I'll share it with you again cuz I just think it's cute and yes, it reads please. No matter how your world falls apart, and honey, that's what happens, we all build ourselves a world and then it falls apart. But no matter how that happens, you still have the kind heart you've had since you were a child and that's all that really counts. Which I thought was cute. cute. And through this whole journey of being in Scientology, leaving, um, realising that she was trans, transitioning, all these things... um, she had a daughter Mm -hmm. when she was in the cult of scientology that she had a cult baby kind of leave and then (gasps) she ended up getting like staying with her mum and her mum remarried and all these things and like she now kate bornstein like doesn't want to put her in a difficult situation because she knows that Scientology is the only life that she's ever known and all of these sort of issues, but obviously, like, really misses her and wants her to know. Oh, no. So she writes this open letter in the memoir, hoping that she'll read it. And it is heartbreaking. Oh my
1: God. It's a beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful letter. It comes towards the end, but it is the real golden egg of the book.
1: Didn't <sighs> make you cry? Yes. And oh that just reminded me I didn't say when I talked about Crudo that I read the end bit of it, like the end sort of section um, at work today. And it made me cry at my desk and I was like, but I wasn't really expecting it because I was just sort of going through it, going through it. And then it got like just literally the last couple pages and I was just like, oh. and then I was like crying and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, finish it there to like run to the bathroom. Oh God. Yeah, it, it was infecting. But yes, that sounds like it's definitely a tearjerker.
0: Yeah it's, it's a really good book so Yeah okay I would, great I would really uh, I would definitely give that a go It paints a really good picture A couple of other things that I have consumed and a couple of other tearjerkers for me as you know It's the been bar, a weepy
1: old week The bar is Favorite extremely
0: It's extremely low for me to cry <laughs> so it's no surprise but um, I absolutely sped through the third season of Stranger Things so i finished oh, that I haven't now haven't watched that yet Haven't you? No. Have you watched the first two? I haven't uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 I just haven't watched the new season Well Lucy get ready because it's about the queer Series of Stranger Things at this point. Right, well,
1: let's, let's, I will watch it and then we can do a deep dive. Okay. But thank you for letting me know. I've heard, I've heard it's like, all right, it's like quite good, all right, and then it's like an amazing finale. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what
0: happens. But yeah, it's very queer. I'm not going to do any spoilers for you. No. But let's just say that just the tip of the queer iceberg, Mm. the outfits. Oh, well, yeah, I can imagine. Everyone is dressed like a stunning Dulston lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> that is very much the aesthetic okay. of Stranger Things 3. Right. And right? I agree with it. Okay. Well, yeah, can tell by your eyes. Um, you can't see them, everyone, but she
1: does agree with it.
0: Yeah, I really want you to watch it. And yeah, I really do. I just
1: haven't had any time.
0: The final episode, I was watching it last night and I was crying absolutely. Buckets. Oh, I can't fucking wait because i I need some tears. Crying buckets. And also um another crying bucket finale was Gentleman Jack.
1: <laughs> haven't seen that either.
0: Lucy, right. Well I need to talk about it.
1: <laughs> you can go ahead because I haven't seen like the last four episodes. So. Oh, right, well,
0: you're not a true fan like me. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> so the last episode is where Anne Walker and Anne Lister have been estranged for right. a number of months. And Walker has taken a turn for the worse with her mental health and has this breakdown, and is trying to sort of recover from it, no. and there are all these issues at play. Um, Gentleman Jack is off kind of being Walking a bit of somewhere. a naughty sprite oh. with and and she basically what I really love and I think it was maybe Episode, I don't know, five or like the, the last two before the end or something. Yeah. She goes to Europe and she basically just like drops in on every single girlfriend she's ever had. Oh my God, love it. It's great. What BDA. It's great. Um, So that's really, really great. But anyway, on the last episode, they basically, Anne Walker doesn't realise that Gentleman Jack is back in town because she comes back sort of unexpectedly. Right, yeah. And so, as is her want. As is her want. So they meet together romantically on like this like cliff edge or of whatever. Course and um it's me it's Anne Walker I've come home yeah and through through um uh, through Ann Lister's absence all this time it's made um Ann Walker realize you know what she really wants who she truly loves and it doesn't matter about all these other sort okay. of constraints yeah. against them and she's you know completely clear-headed in a way that she's never been and Gentleman Jack and she says Gentleman Jack you know if you ask me to marry you I I wouldn't say no And Gentleman Jack goes, But would you say yes?
1: Yes. Oh my God. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I just got shivers.
0: I know. And she (laughs) says, And she says yes. And then they do like the big snogs and it's all back on again. And then the bit that just makes me cry loads is when Gentleman Jack just looks at her and she just looks like a tiny little baby angel and she just says, Don't hurt me. (sighs) I know. And she says, Don't hurt me. And she goes, um, She says, to paraphrase, I'm not as brave as you think. Well, actually, no, I am, of course, but um not <laughs> not not all of the time. Not every day. Um <laughs> which I thought was really fun with like I thought it was really funny, I thought it was really beautiful, and yeah. a really nice sort of summation of the tone and um the message yeah. of of the series. And they end up doing their sort of in inverted commas wedding ceremony in the local church where it's honestly the most beautiful and intense experience in the last sort oh of 5 gosh. minutes. It manages to be like intense, beautiful, but like light and hopeful at the same time when actually they've got so many constraints against oh yeah. them and they do it and it's so private but it's in a church full of people. Oh wow. And it's like you know when people in church go up to um get a blessing. Yeah. Um so it it's kind of that but they do it As if it's just them two, like, getting married. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this part where um, they do it and then they're walking back together and their hands, like, just touch. And they sit next to each other and, like, they can't even look at each other because they're just, like, so intensely, like, full of the moment. And you honestly just really feel it. Aww. It's just so nice. Oh, I'm going
1: to watch it. I'm going to
0: watch it. I loved it. And um, at the end, it was really funny. And they had like the last couple of minutes was when they were like walking through the town square. And they start like bickering like an old married couple uh. about things. <laughs> which I thought was like a really, really nice touch. Because it's like, wow, no one died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a welcome, welcome Fantastic. change. And it sort of normalized it Normalised it, and didn't like other it and didn't kill anybody off. Yes. And um, it's what we like to see. We love to see and also, you get a real sense that you know um, Anne Walker's character isn't going to be this sort of insipid weed, and actually, mm. she does have quite a feisty side to yes. her. And also, she's the one that holds all the purse strings ultimately. Yeah. So, whilst Gentleman Jack is a bit of a Jack the Lad <laughs> and a bit of a mass manipulator, um, I think that we get a sense that she's meeting her match in Anne Walker in a way that maybe she doesn't expect.
1: Amazing! Really that good. Sounds great.
0: Any audio recommendations this sweet Lucy? <laughs> Anything to tickle the ears of the listeners? Yes.
1: Um, I listened to, actually, on the... Because we went to London Pride, and, you know, it's all these Pride bits have been happening, I was thinking about Pride. I listened to the Illusionist, who I spoke about in a previous podcast. I listened to the episode of that about the word queer because it's an etymology yeah po- um, podcast. that was a great rec. so I listened to the one which is entitled pride which was all about the etymology of pride and sort of talking just in general about pride the podcast mainly centers around like one conversation that Helms Altman has with this guy who I can't remember the name of but he was part of like the main sort of group of people post well during and post stonewall to like continue to uh, be active um, continue to be active and protest etc um and they were originally called the christopher street liberation day committee yeah um and uh he was like like he was one of the main people who like uh organized the first annual gay march post stonewall because they wanted to like keep things going um and originally everyone they were talking thinking about calling it gay power weekend or gay the gay power march um And he said that he wasn't sure about calling it gay power because there were so many gay people in the world who didn't have power. And like, Mm. even though that is one thing that, you know, that they wanted for the community, it's not something that they actually really had. And he was like, but what we do all have, no matter where we come from or who we are is pride. And that's what I think it should be called, gay pride. Mm. And everyone was like, yes, amazing. Yes, absolutely should be called gay pride. Um, And, He was like, anyone can have pride. Um, And it's not, you know, pride in the sense of like, oh, I'm amazing, I've got all this pride. It's, you know, obviously we know it's pride. Not a
0: boastful. No, it's not a boastful
1: pride. It's, um, you know, it's pride, pride. Um, And and basically he sort of described it as like pride being, you know, it's the antidote to shame. Yeah. And that is what it is about. And it was only, it's a very short, like 12 minutes or something. It's a very short little one, but it was lovely, really good. I would recommend listening to it. And... I just thought it was a it was a nice time and to hear a little bit more about where pride originated from.
0: This one man actually said it, which is cool. Um and yeah, it's so what I listened to. You. What about you? Any podcasts? Um yeah, I've listened to a couple of podcasts as well. Um I've been continuing to listen to The Tales of Your City, which is the oh, accompany yeah. uh, the accompaniment podcast to Tales of the City from Netflix. And this week it was San Francisco. Yeah and so this week it was with Lauren Morelli who worked on Tales of the City this time and Armstead Mopan who ah. is, whose books they are adapted yeah. from so it was an interview with him about his experiences of being gay man coming to live in San Francisco and and he divulges that he is Marianne. shit yes
1: Ah, I see. So yeah. it's written like a, from a personal perspective
0: for him in that sense. Exactly. But then she was also talking about how the reason why it works is because everybody sees themselves a little bit like Marianne. Yeah. Apart from
1: not being really 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 annoying.
0: Yeah, not not being really <laughs> annoying, but that sense of like you come to something new, yeah. you know it's you know it might not be You know it's for you, but you know that you don't have a place in that world yet. Exactly
1: where you fit, and
0: you're trying to like navigate and sort of scramble to find a place where you can fit into somewhere that you think could be your home but isn't your home yet yeah and yeah he talks a lot about that and it's really really uh really really interesting and talks about some of the views that he has and he also talks about that really um sort of key scene in the series the dinner party scene yeah and it's about how the different um generations of gay men um might have different attitudes towards certain things and Yeah, and that that
1: scene like shook me.
0: Yeah, and apparently there were a lot of heated debates and arguments in the Mm. writer's room about how that should be um, kind of portrayed. And I think that it was portrayed in a very sort of realistic and really tough way. Um, But I think it's conversations that we need to have and it really sort of sparked that as uh, an issue within the community where there may not be really obvious rights and wrongs and how you kind of yeah. um how you kind of have respect for other people's sort of um cultural context and historical context whilst also sort of moving on in productive ways and how um how we sort of move forward whilst paying homage and respect to what's gone before yeah um so I thought it was I thought it was that was probably the standout scene for me yes of the whole same series absolutely and it did something that not many other queer programs have done, yeah. And I think that that makes that makes the difference between something being written by queer people and not.
1: Yes, because I think definitely. that
0: sometimes in the past, even if it has been written by queer people, if it's been kind of green lit by people who don't have that same sort of frame of reference and experience then often we end up with yeah there's still a place for these but we end up with sort of romancy style uh you know made for netflix programs about the whole thing is like just about them being gay and coming out and having a relationship with like their first love yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's always going to be a place for those films but actually like in this tale tales is sort of saying you know we're past all that now what are we talking about next where are we going to go with it next and what are the issues within our community and it's not for necessarily like the gaze of other people to kind of take learnings it's kind of been made with queer people viewing it in mind
1: definitely yeah no it did that really really well especially in that scene um and i would implore anyone to watch it. it's very very um
0: Thought-provoking and... Yes. And I would also recommend a couple of other podcasts that I um, always listen to. I've mentioned it before on the podcast before query with Cameron Esposito Um, this week they had Ryan O'Connell who um, was the writer of and main protagonist in special the Netflix series about um, a guy in his late 20s um, sort of dating as a gay man with cerebral palsy Mm -hmm. and how all those um, issues with family and friends and relationships um, intersect so that is really interesting and he's got some really amazing writing credentials. He's a really funny and nice sounding guy. So that is a really good chat. Yeah. And also the most recent episode of Table Manners with Jessie Ware and her mum Lenny has Ollie Alexander from Years and Years.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Hot off the back of his like gorgeous like... Pr- like proud speech at glastonbury, at glastonbury which was amazing everyone should watch um, yeah he used his platform wonderfully
0: yeah and they do um go into a bit more detail around that and oh, talk okay, about that cool. moment so um that's really interesting and he also talks really candidly and openly about how he has and i think still does in some ways but a lot better now has battled with um issues around food and eating disorders. Oh, right. um, because sort of at the same time that he was dealing with his sexuality and internalized shame okay. that um that came with that and how food sort of became an issue that ran alongside mm, okay um those mental health struggles that he was having um at the time and I thought I just thought you know I know we all like hate the word brave but I think that in this scenario it was like very ve- brave and vulnerable of him to you know still maybe be having some of those issues in the background talk about them so openly on a podcast that's all about food when you've yeah. like just done a whole big really vulnerable Glastonbury speech about um, you know queer identities and um lgbtq plus issues yeah. and allyship and i just thought you know he's really putting himself out there and fighting the good fight because doing that is like not an easy thing to do no
1: it isn't and he does it very well and all
0: power to you ollie couple of album releases upcoming which is exciting so yeah on the 19th of september sam smith will be releasing his new album how do you sleep oh. and speaking of sam smith we saw him at the parade he was marching with levi's and Aww. my friend went oh, oh my God, is it you? And he went, yeah, it's me, Sam Smith. <laughs> That's so funny. That is very funny. Is it funny. you? Yeah. Yes. He's like, yeah. Full name. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so I thought that was dead great. And um, <laughs> looking forward to that album. And also there's a brand new album from Tegan and Sarah, and that comes out on the 27th of September called Hey, I'm Just Like You. And you'll be very pleased to know that that is... High school themed. Yes.
1: I actually wanted to read a little bit from their release, their sort of press release of what it was going to yeah. be about.
0: I saw it and thought of only you. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just like you in that. Yes, I thought of me too. <laughs> <laughs> so they have said of their new album last year, while writing our new memoir, we came across two cassette tapes with dozens of songs we wrote in high school. Tick, tick. That was me. <laughs> Defiant and melodramatic. The songs capture the exaltation and grief of first love's, first losses ecstatic kiss-offs and psychedelic tributes to the friendships we had as teenagers so yeah they talk about like them being 20 years since they heard them and thinking they were gonna be crap but actually they're quite good and they're like you know what we can sort of remix all this and like work with it and release it so that's what they're doing and i cannot wait it sounds perfect i love the
0: word slash phrase kiss-offs
1: yeah i'm very intrigued by that yeah Mm, interesting kissing booth for the the, uh quinn twins (laughs) So, uh, yes, in the realm of music, what is your track of the week?
0: Well, my track of the week this week, I feel like I keep going back to really old songs. But that's
1: great. I, I love it. We've got to mix. We've got to mix. Mix. Mix up. Okay.
0: Well, the reason why, and I've spoken to you a little bit about this, not on the pod, but I had a love connection last week.
1: <gasps> Olivia is getting boyfriends left, right and center.
0: I'm getting so many boyfriends. It is my boyfriend season. I don't know yeah. why it's happening, but it's happening. I'm making a lot <laughs> of um male friendships you are at the moment. which
1: is you know like quite rare for you
0: yeah but so nice but so good and so, so nice. nice i'm really pleased for you I'm and really... for all of them to be friends with you thank you <laughs> yeah so i'm very pleased about it and it was on my way um after work on friday night on my way down to london for london pride yeah. and i got talking to this man who was sat opposite me um so we were both having a little beer at the same time we did a little cheers-y cheers oh my God. and we started me talking of the century i'm not kidding we started talking and we exchanged our whole life stories our ups our downs our struggles our strifes you know it was absolutely amazing yeah and um i won't go into all the details because it was well it was a private conversation between two lovers yes and and it was two and a half hours because it took the whole train journey. (laughs) it said and we are now pulling into london euston we were both like what the fresh hell because we couldn't believe it he also bought me an ipa and like that's the way to my heart you know
1: Ding, ding, I hear a wedding bell. <laughs> uh,
0: well, he has a lovely fiance, so. Yeah, that's
1: where I hear them from. Yes. You're, you'll probably be there, best man,
0: best uh, woman. Best someone. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I probably will be there. But anyway, um, he I asked him why he was going down to London and he said that he was going for his niece's first birthday. And oh, I, I said, see. oh, what is your niece's name? Mm. And he said, Iris. Mm. Oh my God. And I said, <laughs> well. and oh and I can he, see what's coming. He'd also told me that um, he's a software engineer, but also a pianist gorgeous and I said well I hope that you've learned to play Iris to play to her and he said oh what what is that song I don't know what that song is oh hon come on I know and I said well surely you do it's Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls it's a very famous song yeah and he said no oh, I don't know if I've heard of it and I was like I 100% guarantee that you will have heard of it you just might not recognize yes. um the name of name it of perhaps it. but you will definitely know the song as soon as you hear that that bit Ugh. you'll just know it and you'll be in the flood of tears crumpled on the floor absolutely as we all are when we hear that song yeah we are only human as well lady sovereign once yes. said yes i think i'm so human didn't she yes anyway. you already know um so i said to him about this song and he and he said well what i'll do is I will cue this song up on my Spotify <laughs> and I will press it just before I'm about to get on the tube and I lose signal. Aww. And then I will play it and I will think of you. Uh, wow. Hello.
1: I know. And I
0: said, well, wait till you hear the song. Yeah. And then you'll be emotional. Um. And I said, I really, really hope that in a time and a place <laughs> in the future, there will be you and Janice playing that song together and that'll be a special thing between you and her
1: and you'll just be floating in the background somewhere yeah and he
0: said i hope so too olivia oh that's
1: adorable
0: i know i'm gonna cry i know so my (sighs) song is for my train boyfriend (laughs) alex iris by the goo goo dolls a
1: wonderful song
0: and for alex's niece who (sighs) is who's won this weekend
1: for iris this weekend yeah yeah my um me and my mom have like a few songs that are like our songs that's one of them
0: is it (laughs) oh that's lovely (laughs) it's cute
1: very nice great pick and great story thank you And and so many boyfriends well done thank you and how about you uh my track of the week um is because so the weekend coming of when this pod comes out i am going to blue dot festival for one one day only because to see mainly my main huns of all life new order
0: going to see them
1: with my like whole family so new order is like a big thing like for me and my dad like, yeah love them loads and, like, the
0: household is strong for new order we are
1: we are we are the new order <laughs> and we went and saw new order with my dad didn't we yeah we um, looked a few it. years ago and it was lovely and that was at Castlefield Bowl, which yeah was another, like we said earlier great venue and that was one of the best gigs i've ever been to yeah was that first, was the first time i'd ever seen them and it was just really good anyway. that was great yeah so we saw that they were headlining this day at blue dot which is the festival that takes place at George bank um and is all like sciencey and musicy which is great so you'll get to see them at georgia bank now. yeah exactly oh. because you originally saw georgia bank and i couldn't go that summer because it's too expensive for me to do it and stuff and now I get to see them at Joder Bank. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: They were so good at Jodel Bank. I know it's
1: such a like it's like all the stars are aligning. Yeah. For this. The sciencey festival. And they put so
0: many cool things on the telescope. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I'm very excited. So I'm going to that on Sunday the twenty first and I cannot wait. I'm going with like all my families, which will be really cute. Um and we'll have a really nice time. So my track of the week. Has to be a New Order song. Um, and it's going to be my favourite New Order song, because why not? And that is Temptation. Yeah, you which love that one. I love so <laughs> much. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, it would be on my Desert Island discs. It, if I had, had to have like just one song forever, it would be that I love that song so much. It means loads and loads to me. So that is my track of the week. And I'm very excited to see them. And I'll tell you all about oh, it
0: Oh, Very time. sentimental tracks of the week from us yes, this week. Yes, they are, aren't they? Gorgeous. Lovely. <laughs> so Lucy, hit us with some positive queer news this week
1: i've got some positive little quick quick bit of news it's not loads been going on the news but uh wonderfully excited to say ecstatic to say that mps in our very nations have voted resoundingly to extend same-sex marriage and access to abortion to northern ireland which means that it brings that region in line with the rest of the uk on these two very important social issues (laughs) and we are very pleased that this historic vote has uh, gone through and there's a resounding majority to back the uh, these bills which is great unfortunately there were still 73 absolute knobheads who didn't uh, vote for it but you know uh, and some that abstained but i don't, don't want to get too political but let's just say if you're going to call yourself an ally actually do something about it so that's all i'll say
0: yeah really <laughs> really brilliant news to hear so yes. um Thank you very much for doing the right thing. So we agree with this positive news from Northern Ireland this week. It is going to our positive news logs. But (laughs) Lucy, what is it that you don't agree with this week? Because it's time for... I don't agree with it. Lucy, what don't you agree with this week? Right. So as we all know,
1: we love and I don't agree with it. That's commute based because apparently it can't do anything else. No. Um, I managed to think that I'd come up with something that was slightly um, not commute based and then realised no it's literally on a form of transport. (laughs) So this is commute based. Um, My I don't agree with it this week is something that has been bugging me for my whole life since I've ever been getting on a train. Since the age of maybe 15. Which is probably when I first got on a train. Um, Which is quite late to get on a train isn't it? Wait you've not been on a train until you were 15? Yeah well I didn't move back into this country until I was like nearly 15. But were there no trains in Malaysia? No. Really? Not like tra- they were like trammy things or whatever, but not like trains. No, just drove everywhere. Oh my wow, that's wild. Yeah, I didn't get on a train till I like was like fifteen.
0: <laughs> oh my god, we like freaked out. Um, I don't think so. That has blown
1: my mind. <laughs> I'd probably been on one when I was younger, but like didn't remember it. But that—that's my, my first like memories of going on a train is like about fifteen. Wow. <laughs> Wild. Okay. So anyway, here I am on the train 15. Who knew? Uh, late bloomer, I've told you. Yeah. So many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so since age 15, this has really got my goat or whatever as you say about goats and being annoyed. Yeah, you say that. And that's what <sighs> you right, say. Okay, great. Thank you. I know that you would know. Queen of Idioms. Mm. I hate when people put their fucking bag on this And if Next you do and if you it. do this, I'm sorry, but I hate you. They sit by the window and they put the fucking seat bag on the seat next to them. And then fine, if the train's empty, fucking do what you want. As soon as people start getting on the train, it starts getting busy. They're just like looking out the window, pretending like nothing's happening. Like, oh, oh," and and then people have to go up and be like, "Uh, excuse me, can you move your bag? You absolute idiot. Yeah. I don't, I just, it's the height of rudeness to me and so selfish. And I just hate it so much. And people were doing it on this train I was on
0: on Sunday and I was like, oh my God, stop it. But you know what's actually even worse than that? tell me when they're sat on the outside seat and actually yes the seat on the inside is empty but they don't want to be like cramped yeah so they just won't sit there that is worse but then there's like um you know a bit of an obstacle course to try and get into the inside seat and then so disturbing and then you go to sort of say oh you know motion to be like can i sit down and instead of them just moving up they sort of like lean to let you go on the inside place and and it's like you have to
1: do it either like Front or back is going to be in their face. Yeah. And you, it's like
0: so awkward. The only way that I think that's sometimes okay is if you have a giant bag. Yeah. And you sort of need to be on the outside or you have a pram or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: if you have something absolutely giant then yeah, I get it. I get that that happens. Yeah. But there are luggage racks, can we just say, anyway. Yeah. But on a really rammed train, I don't, I don't agree with it. Also, the other week I got on a train um, and I was sit- standing in like the vestibule bit. bit. Yeah. All these people were sat like on all these, they were just like those sort of foldy-downy seats, you yeah. know. Um, and um, some people sat on like, there was this couple sat on these and then they had two of the seats just full of their like crap. Like, and they didn't need to have it like that. They could have had it elsewhere and, and more tidy. They took up up so much room. A very heavily pregnant woman came on. And I was like, what are you all doing? Get up. Why is no one getting up? And everyone's doing that thing of just like looking around, pretending mm. like nothing happened. Train guy had to like come up from the platform and say, excuse me, can someone move for this woman so she can sit down? And I was like, I can't believe. Like, I wanted to give up to you, but I didn't have one. But like, I couldn't believe it. People are so rude and selfish. And I don't agree with it. What do you, you agree? <laughs> what don't you agree with,
0: Olivia? Please, while I calm down. Whew. Well, this week, I don't agree with the fact that Ooh. there aren't very many episodes left of Cruising with Jane McDonald that we haven't watched. Oh, my God. I don't even really want to talk about that because it's a bit too
1: unfortunate and nerve-wracking for what happens when it's over. I mean, obviously, yeah, we can just start
0: again. But I mean, as, as we mentioned in previous weeks... We haven't really talked about how big of a part cruising with Jay McDonald is in our lives. But that's (laughs) to say that it is a big part.
1: It is. Maybe we don't talk about it so much because it's like our precious little secret. Maybe. Maybe. But yes, no, I'm worried too. Because we were just having a little look for one while we were eating our tea, weren't we? And I was like, shit, we've nearly watched all these. Mm. It's going to be a bit of a problem. Um, But hopefully she'll be making some more soon. Hopefully. And also even more hopefully. We'll get her on the que-
0: on the Queer Longing Cruise. Yes, and thank you so much for all of your enthusiastic and positive feedback about wanting to go on a Queer Longing Cruise. Yes. Hopefully that means you will have the same feedback for our upcoming live show. Yes, please. Uh, but, you know, if not, you'll have to hold out for the cruise. Yeah. It might be a few more years in yeah, the making. But there'll be live shows on that too. Oh, it'll be just one non-stop live show, surely. One non-stop
1: live show, apart from when we take breaks to let Jane do some singing.
0: Yeah, and when we're in the pool. And we- yeah. Well, you're going to be in the pool all the time. Yeah. Being a war baby. I will be in the pool. So we'll be swimming on the cruise, but there's someone else very close to us that has been scooting near the Seine. <laughs> and that hun can only be one hun. It's the pop <laughs> diva, the queen of the ballad, our French princess, Celine. It's time for. Celine Watch.
1: Oh, Celine, what a hon! So, apart from absolutely still taking Couture Week by storm, there've been so many articles around that. Loads of people calling her like the Queen of Fashion. How she's really taking everyone. Um, her both her past personality and her looks are just incredible, and they can't get over it.
0: I feel like it's no coincidence mm. that since we started this podcast, the absolute uplift yeah. in Celine-related content has possibly quadrupled
1: absolutely it's
0: astounding
1: surely we have something part to play in that surely surely um but apart from that she did her big gig at the at british summertime in hyde park she did um and i've been reading a couple of reviews about it we were very sad not to go but apparently utterly sensational all hail queen celine it was This is The Express, they say. Celine Dion was sublime, staggering, and sensational at Barclay Card, British Summertime High Park. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, she was amazing, incredible outfits. The Metro say, it's a gorgeous review written by Emma Kelly. She said that not only did she bring amazing outfits, and obviously incredible vocals, and all the hits, ballad after ballad after weepy, weepy ballad, she also brought a bit of stand-up in between songs, because she's a, you know, a character, our Celine. What a card. Apparently. She said that she said that Celine was bringing all the jokes. And I quote from her review. Belly Laughs may not be what you expect from a set like this, but in between songs, the songs just doubled up as a stand-up. Whether doing salsa dance moves, believing she could win the best actress Oscar if she were cast in Deadpool 2. <laughs> Or agreeing with all of us that fellow Canadian Ryan Ryan Reynolds is a crush <laughs> I just, I really want to know the context of the story behind believing she could win Best Actress Oscar. Yeah, fair enough.
0: But if she was cast in Deadpool 2. It's because she wrote a song that was in Deadpool 2.
1: Oh, did she? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, Bad, bad Celine fan um okay well amazing well it sounded great literally there are no bad reviews of celine i'm sure it was an amazing evening anyone who was there very jealous of you bet you had the best time ever celine we love you keep doing you and keep creating forevermore
0: yep yeah, and that just doesn't go for celine either we want you to keep doing you as well we're going to keep doing ourselves we are we've got another busy week to look forward to as we've mentioned we have queer longing live coming up it's on august the 1st 6 30 for a 7 p.m star at b works on market street in manchester please 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 come look at our Eventbrite page on our instagram on our twitter you can find it in all of the usual places Follow us at Queer Longing on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Queer Longing. You can email us, QueerLonging at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want a personalised e-invite, we'll get you one. An e-invite?
1: Personalised
0: e-invite?
1: Yeah, if they if they email us, we'll send them back an
0: invite. Oh. Uh-huh. If that's their
1: only way. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. those who aren't on the social medias Okay, yeah. Who aren't so on the
0: blogs. We can send you the event bright via email. Oh, yeah, can. yeah. we can. I'm we, happy to do that, Admin. We can forward a link with the best of them. Yeah, we can. So we'll absolutely do that. But until that time, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time. Bye! Bye. Woo, Woo child. No Very one good. That's the dust. That's good. And, 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 and. I feel. Another one bites the dust, and another pod's down, and another pod's down, and another, another pod bites dust. the dust. Woo! The pod, the pod. He's going
1: back.